But I, I think it's quite simple. We can see this through the model. Yeah. As a business leader with this, I think you've got three, three things, right? There's going to be some stuff that you've still got to do exactly the same as you've always done. Yeah. Right? Work out what that is. It might be, I've got to do payroll or get my tax return in or deliver these products to these clients because that's not really changed, whatever it might be. But there's stuff that you're going to do that hasn't changed. Yeah. Okay? Then there's going to be stuff that has incrementally changed, polished. Oh, can't read. No, yeah. innovation. Because obviously there's a difference between innovation and invention, right? So yeah. polishers are quite innovative. There's going to be stuff that you've got to incrementally change. It might be delivering stuff online rather than doing it in person. It might be changing your, 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 your website. I don't know, whatever it might be, getting some slightly different people in, different salespeople in, whatever. But we've got to incrementally change something to adapt. And then there's going to be some stuff that we've got to do radically different. We might have to completely change our business model, shut down bits of our businesses, look at new inventions. I don't know what they are. Yeah. If you just rationalize the things in those three boxes, look at your business. What are we going to do that's the same anyway? What have we just got to tweak and improve polish in our terminology? And what are, is, is there areas that are just going to die if we don't do something radically different yeah. and just frame it in that and, and start working out what you need to do welcome to the business distillery my name is ket mcquana entrepreneur business expert and all-round disruptor each week we bring to you an inspiring and insightful guest or message to help you unlock your business potential Thanks for spending time with me today. Now let's get into this session. In this episode, we speak to my esteemed colleague and entrepreneur, Nathan Ott. With over 20 years of working with business leaders to get the best from their talent, Nathan has always thought that there was something missing. Subsequently, through the years of conversations with business leaders, he realised he was not alone. This notion that something was missing is the key stimulus to the original The GC Index research. Nathan is the vision and driving force behind The GC Index. He has had a fundamental belief that everyone can make an impact in their world and has created a global community of GC partners and GCologists that is committed to fostering the impact and contributions from everyone around the globe, whether they are a global fortune CEO or a child in a developing country. He is the co-author of two studies, The DNA of a Game Changer and The DNA of Game Changing Teams, and has published a book called Coaching Me, Coaching You with Dr. GC as requested by the global geologist community. Outside of work, Nathan has a love for hot yoga, Liverpool Football Club, WhatsApp and tasting red wine from every country he visits. He has a wonderful and very understanding wife and three magical children who fuel his daily energy. Today's podcast is all about productivity, potency and performance. Understanding inclusion and valuing contribution can de design and develop highly productive output teams that can perform to deliver the results that business leaders desire. In this podcast, you're going to also learn around the rationalization of what business leaders need to start thinking about as they enter the new normal. And we get to understand the philosophy that's behind the work and life of Nathan Ott. 
I sincerely hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did recording it. So Nathan, how are you doing? Um, I'm very well, Ketan, and you? How are you? The I'm sun great. Is uh, the sky is blue for once, which is quite nice in the UK. It's pretty... It's yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, well, this could be summer already. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not get our hopes too high, because I think by the by the I think by the time we we finish this podcast and the sun goes down, maybe it might not raise the way it has to, uh, has 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 today. But yeah, let's. There's always hope. So, so Nathan, I really want to um um get into this uh, this conversation around productivity and potency and performance and things like this. But I think it's in fairness to to our audiences and our listeners to really learn a little bit more about Nathan Ott and his journey um, up to the GC index. Um, so um, kind of from your sort of professional career moving forward, could you share a little bit around your journey with us? Yeah, of course. So uh, I didn't I don't really didn't really like being in the world in the professional world. Um, so my, my background is uh, my my family were publican. So I was born and raised in a pub. And uh, so a typical individual that had a bit of a quick mind, but found academic academia quite easily, but didn't really like it. And so I always wanted to leave mm. school really early at 16. Parents convinced you to stay and then, OK, and then go to university. So the typical, all right, then I'll do that as well. And, you know, the, the only sort of the only child in the family at that time of ever going to university, that, that sort of background. And, and I think. Growing, growing up there, when you were in the pub, you'd always get these these people coming in and saying, "Well, come and work for me, come and work for me, and do this." And and so, I, and so I did. I started to, yeah, I started off in the world of finance for a few years. Didn't really enjoy that, and uh, went to work in the world of of talent company uh, that, that helped organizations grow it's back in the time of the dot com boom. So you had all these e commerce growing, and and so we we're helping these companies grow that's kind of how it that's how we started and that that company went bust probably let's just say not through lack of charismatic leadership and then um just leave it that there and then um my uh i went actually i went to work in the corporate world for a couple of years and i hated it i hated uh, I've, I've said this before i hated um i hated sunday evenings because you would just you dread the monday morning meeting where you're going to get told off or, or not doing something by someone that you had no real respect for. And so, well, I didn't. Um, and then, um, and so, so what happened was my, my colleague um, from previous company, I worked, Andrew, Andrew Gray, I worked with him really well. And, and then he said, this is 2003, why don't do you want to set up a business together? So we did a company called EG1 and, and that, that, still going now doing doing very well now and we yeah so that that just to give a bit of context to what eg1 is um it, it does three things uh it does market and competitive intelligence um so for companies basically showing where how how organizations where they should play and how they can win with their mm -hmm. clients um then the bulk of it is getting talent so if you've got to grow a company, you've got two choices. You buy companies or you buy people. You know, people make it very complicated. But mm. what EG1 used that intelligence to, to put all capability in one pot, really. So individuals, teams and companies, you know, they're, they're, 
and 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 how they mm. interact with each other. So, and the M and A is not a huge M and A; it's sort of like sub ten million pounds sort of stuff. And mm. so that's sort of about fifty percent of the business. And the last twenty percent of that is is what people might know as traditional leadership consulting. Yeah. Right. So how do you make these people assets, companies, teams, or individuals performance stick? So that that's been the bulk of our business. That really took me from. 2003 we built that made so many mistakes which you guess another podcast in itself and <laughs> then um but still going still doing really well now um but lots of mistakes but in 2013 um was was really when the the nugget of of the gc index which is what, what we're doing now came from and mm-hmm. and um so we can talk about that if you want so interesting enough i mean you um you and Andy sort of got to a stage where you you wanted to pivot and say, "Look, shall we start what is now EG One?" Um, what was the what was the environment around you at that time, and was there anything particular or specific that had happened or was about to happen to you that kind of pushed you there? You see, there are certain you know to start. There are certain certain people I know in the industry, like myself, for example, who were forced or pushed into. Uh, into uh, going into business primarily because I lost my job so you know you, you from what I understand this was more of a choice you you you, you kind of chose to do this so what, what what was it about the environment that kind of said right that's it um, eg1 needs to needs to start no, well I've said I've said this story a couple of times um, on another podcast with your, our, our good friend Beju and I'll just repeat it here in case we didn't sure, but what happened was, so I used to dread Monday, uh, Sunday evenings, right? Nice. So I used yeah. to work for, um, it, it was a consultancy, it got bought by BT, it, it, and it was a very, you know, it, and, and I, used to, I used to hate it. I said, I said Monday, you know what it's like, the Monday morning sales meeting. <laughs> oh, God, you know? And, and I remember very clearly um, on a, on a, on a mon- one Monday morning, I know I'm going to go and get a shoe-in from the, the sales sales director then he's going to tell me how rubbish i am yeah you know, that's kind of and I was like, oh, here we go <clears throat> and there's about a 15 20 minute half an hour of them telling me how rubbish it was it was all now what have you got to say for yourself and i, and I remember looking around and saying i feel really annoyed actually I feel really disappointed and mm. i'm like good so you should do mm. and they went why and i just said well i've just spent the whole of the weekend painting my bedroom the same color as this boardroom. It was a pale <laughs> blue, right? I know it sounds stupid, but, and I was like, I'm out of here, right? I can't, it was so depressing, you know, my, and so, and that's, and I got the call at the same time from Andrew. Andrew had the idea about setting up EG1. I said, right. yeah, got to get out of this. So, right. and you know, so it's the usual stuff. You, you take a huge pay cut, huge risk. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I think the, the, the premise was, with EG1 was that, you know, the, the world of, you know, executive search, market intelligence, this gap between, you know, uh, M&A and, and teams and hiring was all very disparate. So can we put that together and, 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 and change, not necessarily the world, but change our little corner of, of, of mm. this market? It's kind and of I innovate think, it, right? Innovate it to, to, to in a way which which makes it easier, more clearer, more transferable. I guess, and, and like that's that. why it's called EG One. By for, first example, yeah, lead by example is a nice marketing thing as well, right? But um, and I think when you look at because it, it did start off very executive search heavy, yeah. And if you look at, um, I mean, Andrew had a background in uh, Arthur Anderson's, he had a background in Hydrix, and I didn't. But we were really we were twenty five. 
26 and we're going up against you know some real big names and people with mbas from god knows where you know, <laughs> INSEAD and all that and so all we had to trade upon was that the market intelligence was a big differentiator because mm -hmm. executive search firms are inherently lazy actually um you know and they sit on a wealth of information and so we just built reputation we're picking up what we would call broken searches someone's tried this project and failed yeah, we'll throw you a bone, less risk and have a go at it. And that's how we started to build our reputation and, and build the business. So to answer your question, yeah, Andrew had an idea that he wanted to set up the firm. I was like, I just can't work in a corporate environment anymore. So let's do it. You know, that that's basic. And we work really well together and still work really well together now. I mean, that that's a 22, 23 year old working relationship that's still going strong. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. So let's move to the, to the GT index. It's yeah. uh, obviously your your current passion project and business now. Um, from what I understand, the the GC and the GC index stands for game changer. Yeah. Why that title? Why? It why? why game, it stands for game changing, actually. Game changing. But, yeah. and, and that, but you're right because that's a nod to to where it originated, mm -hmm. which was. Um, looking for individuals that were a bit different, that didn't fit in. So if you look at the context of, of, of EG1, mm -hmm. um, working with big clients, I mean, they were, we've got like a, EG1's got like a 16 year relationship with Deloitte, you know, it's a big, it's, it's, it, you know, these, these are very serious, serious players. Mm. But they would typically sit down with us, you'd have a briefing meeting, they go, I need some people that are different. I need something different. Our world is changing, whatever mm. it should be, operating models, digital, global growth, whatever, it's changing. Mm. And I said, all right, well, sit down, tell me what sort of people you want against your frameworks that you've spent millions of pounds on developing. Um, <laughs> and uh, you'd spend an hour, an hour and a half with them. And at the end of it, they would say, just get me some people that get it. And you're like, mm, okay describe it to me then and they would go well you know that that pixie dust that je ne sais quoi i was like well you've just spent millions of pounds on these talent frameworks but you're going to basically base your decision on this thing you can't you can see but you can't quite touch yeah. so that and it was that and also I spent a lot of time um in the world in, in in the diversity circuit obviously accents like mine shouldn't really be doing that sort of job and so <laughs> i was trying to work out well what what can we see people for the impact they make rather than the other boxes we want to want to put them in so there are two things there that were going on so what we decided to do was was study um do a proper study we into what the definition of a game changer is oh. yeah so that and we called them game changers i mean not just 2013 now everything's a bloody game changer right so <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but at the time and and that's what we did. We we did a a, a study because we knew there were there was there were different, but no one there were different people that traditional frameworks were not capturing. Yeah, we did that study, and and that's what then led led to the the 2015 DNA of a game changer report and and so on. We then mm. 2016 was probably a, a, a what I'll come on to in a moment was probably the next stage. But that's how we started looking for these individuals we called game changers yeah that was 2015 amazing so um so obviously this is the the start you're you you've got a you have some form of focus to what you're looking for did you at that time really understand what it is that um or the impact it was or, uh, or the influence it was going to have uh by finding these 
game changing uh, game changing traits or or game changes you know uh, was there any enough foresight at that point to say right this is what we're actually creating because I read somewhere um, that you have a vision for 10% of the world's population to either engage or utilize or use the GC index. What's the motivation behind that vision statement? You know. Yeah. So, so that that I started saying that in 2017, um, and that's when people were started laughing at me. You know, um, they're, they're they're not as I always say they're not laughing now. But there was a pivotal point between yeah. 2015 and 2017 where the magic happened and, and I've, I've spoken about this quite a lot but no we set out literally looking for these individuals called game changers they were different there's a there's a marginalized group of talent and you would have you know in, in your work would have seen that people that don't quite fit into the corporate world they do their own thing they're called disruptive they're called i, I don't like the term right. disrupt yeah. disrupting yeah. As, as as you know we can touch on that um I just think anyone can be disruptive. That's very different to what game changers can bring. Um, now, we so we released a study in 2015 and people were quite interested by it. It was, you know, and so we're doing a bunch of speaking on a circuit, but there was one in particular um, which moved us on and that was at a telco um, conference. It was all CIOs, CTOs of big telcos, um, mm -hmm. TM Forum um, conference. Uh, they're, they're, they're a big supporter of ours since the beginning of the TM Forum. Um, which is the body for 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 for, for, for telcos um, globally, and it was we're presenting this. All we have is looking for these game changers, and we start uh, at the end of it. Uh, the Pascal, the then Group CIO of Orange, the, the telco, said, "Nathan, I like this. I've got these game changers. Yeah, and I don't know what to do with them, or I haven't got enough of them, and and so I can't find them. But if I take this." back to my HR group, they're going to think it's elitist. Yeah. So because what um, we'd found is what the common trait was around imagination and obsession that that was that's what the, the original study came came out um, with. And he said, Well, what does it mean on your study of imagination of obsession? If I'm not a game changer, what, what does it mean in the other dimensions? What does that mean? And we just sort of don't really know, Pascal, we hadn't really thought about it. Mm. But then working with Orange through the next and, and Pascal and one of our clients through sort of 2016 and stuff, we that's when the GC index evolved. And that's when the 2016 study GNA of a game changing team came about. Yeah. And that's when it started to get exciting because you started to develop a framework of how people want to approach work. Yeah. And that's why we call it the gate the GC index stands for game changing, because yeah you might have these game changers, but it takes all uh, a team to make a, a game changing contribution. So that's yeah. so that there, there within itself is your strap line of not everyone is a game changer, but everyone can make a game changing impact or contribution. Yeah, uh, that's right. I, I nicked that from um, Ratatouille, the film, actually. <laughs> um, so I don't mind saying it. You know, I think there, I was watching Ratatouille once with the kids and uh, I think he says something like, um, not everyone can be a great artist, but a great artist can, just, can come from anywhere or anywhere, something like yeah. that. Yeah, so I just I just nicked it. Disney, if you're listening, uh, you if you're listening, up. thanks. <laughs> Thank you for the inspiration. So <laughs> you're actually you're you're closely you're getting into where my next question was going to lead into, which is really about how how the GC index works. I mean, you you've built a framework. It's almost like a dashboarding tool. It's a visualization of. I won't say the talent, but where where the the different uh, elements and proclivities sit, 
um, within your organization. So could you just share with our audience a little bit more about how this works now in, in, in terms of how you were, how it was being applied? Now, you've got the study, you've done this, you've, you've picked up these different profiles uh, that you have within, within the GC index. How does it work? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll talk to it in the context of a, of a business journey. So we got to 2017 and and then so we launched it, right? So we, we launched this and just to see, you know, if anyone likes it, you know, you, you, you spend four uh, four years researching something, then you just stick it out there and hopefully people don't tell, say that your baby's ugly, right? <laughs> so, you know, and and so we, it started off um, really at that individual development individual coaching type area and moving into teams so individual and team in team coaching that's how it started so the gc index is a is a wholly partner-led model and, and you'll i'll give you some stuff about that later but but really what all, all the gc index has been called a lot of things um it's been called the matrix it's been called your you're you're actually giving the code of how life and work works you know this there's, there's because how people fit into that mm. but it's 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 fundamentally a framework of how people want to make an impact at work we get confused a lot with personality tools and the the, the things that we've been seduced by by the last 40 50 years yes. not a personality tool we're mad we're measuring energy where someone wants to make an impact so that's how we started now you can see sort of behind me is the very simple model um people want to make an impact in three main ways through ideas through tasks or through people or a combination thereof mm-hmm. and and that's what the gc index it picks up so that's how it started so we started then we started putting it out there in 2017 and yeah it just resonated i mean you're you're you're, you're saying it to people and then they're going this is really good yeah. right this is great we're going all right good you know well we think so but it's nice that you <laughs> And and but seeing I remember once I'm not going to say who, who she but she's a, 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 a global CHRO for one of the top global strategy firms and I've known her quite well. She we talk a lot about football like she's a Man City fan but we still like her. Right? <laughs> and, um, and you know it's, it's you know you've got some Oxford educated MBA and then we're in a room talking about this in in their offices and just turned around to me and went, "Did you think of this?" I went, "Well, yeah." She went, "What?" I, this is really bloody good. And I went, oh, thanks. You know, so take, that, <laughs> take that as feedback. But it's that that's what was happening. So that was what was happening. So we got a lot of people coming to us. And so we started accrediting partners to, to deliver their own services around this. Um, and yeah, it, it got too much, Ketan, really. I mean, in that year was just was just mad, you know, just a mad year. And I nearly threw it all in the bin. Um in, wow. in in 2018 um and that's a story in there if, if you want to listen to that but yeah i nearly stopped it all in in sort of mid well early 2018 was that was that uh do you feel that was just a case of overwhelm or you thought maybe you're you're, you're it's or was it a sense that you had an expectation of where this was going and it wasn't really meeting that expectation what what was giving you those types of those kind of vibes i guess that you're going to pack it all in well, it's, it's interesting um, to reflect, actually, because that, that 10% of the world's population, as soon as I saw the framework, I'm like, people have often said it's, a pro- it's about approach to work. The GC is about approach to work, how people want to approach work. But I see, I've always said it's an approach to life, right? So you can see through the GC how someone's going to book a holiday, make a cup of tea, let alone how they're going to deliver on a project. Or, <laughs> right? There's, and I could see that, you know, and... Um, 
not necessarily the most patient around articulate because people didn't get it. People didn't get it the first, second time. I was getting frustrated. Right. Um, and people were, uh, it was just too much opportunity. I was getting frustrated with people and I was like, right, I'm just going to throw all this in the bin because it's, it's getting too stressful. You're not, no one, you're not seeing it. You're not seeing it. So if you look at my profile, go the other way, yep. in the, I'm a, as you know the model, I'm a very much a game changer polisher, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, what we really needed was much more on the left-hand side to scale. And, and that's, as you know, when we brought Simon in um, to, to lead the, 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 the global sort of strategy and, and the global go-to-market. And, and as soon as he walked in, he says, you've got a very passionate cottage industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, and, and I think that was the, the bit for me is I'm not, oh, sorry, I'm not that side. You're not the left-hand side, yeah. Yeah, I think that's quite a good lesson what we're, we're learning through the model for business growth stages is we see a lot of, and you will see, we see a lot of entrepreneurs or startups being game changer polishers, so the green and the yellow, yeah. and it gets to a stage where a different approach is needed for scale. Oh. And, and that's where I was getting frustrated, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that, that was why I nearly threw it all in the bin. Interesting, interesting, because you know you you've just kind of entered the world of you know we've entered your world now of uh different profiles so just for for those that are listening out there there are five main profiles within the gc index uh the game changer the polisher the strategist implementer and the playmaker they all have their own unique um strengths um uh, i wouldn't say strengths actually they, they you know they have their own identity within within the mix of things um but we are talking about, you know, and you mentioned these words before, energy, proclivity, inclination, impact, um, all sounds a little woo-woo sometimes, you know, <laughs> I think, you know, but actually, seriously talking, um, there's a, there is a science behind this. I mean, you've had um, Dr. Adrian Furnham, I believe. Uh, He's professor, professor Adrian Furnham. Uh, professor yeah, Adrian Furnham. Smith, yeah. There's, yeah so, so there is a science, of course, there's, a, there's yeah. an absolute science and rigor behind this. And, and it's a good point you mentioned woo right yeah. so um woo woo fluffy stuff because if you go to the highest level um any business any big business will talk about people process and technology mm. right that, that's what they will talk about yeah mm. and you know we, we're quite comfortable with technology as a business we can touch it we can feel it we know what it does yeah. right technology there's there's organizations are quite okay with it get the new system in get this new app in get this new piece of software in that's easy right we know mm. that mm. and in process again we can write it down we can follow it you know people get it but when you start looking at businesses and people outside of skills and experience so our cv mm. the only other people data we've had to make business decisions upon yeah has been personality data mm. right and if you were to turn around to a business person and ask them how many business decisions do you make on personality data, they're going to look at you like you're mad. Yeah. yeah? And they're probably right to, yeah. yeah, because that is a little bit woo woo, right? It's yeah. good for individuals. It's good for at an individual level. I understand more about myself. I'm extroverted, therefore. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm accommodating, therefore, which is quite nice. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, part of the parcel of psychometrics and personality and character profiling was actually used from the mid '80s into the into the noughties and right up the way into the 2000s as as a 
um, personal development um, um, tool. It's it, understanding the type of personality you have would then determine what type of work you could do. And the gap is what corporations or large organizations would then invest training into. So if they're, if you weren't really, a, if you were an introvert, they'll try and give you maybe sales presentation training, for example. So, so it was a very linear uh, type of product, you know, or process, which, which in today's environments, like you say, no business leader, do, even do I know, is actually going to make an executive decision based on the personality uh, of someone. So if someone's introverted, they're not going to make a business decision based on introvert, extrovert, you know, uh, uh, or, you know, or, or they're, they're, they're sort of collaborative. So, so, you know, today's in today's um, sort of business, outcomes and results are usually driven through what we call the three P's, you know, productivity, performance and potency. And yeah. more than anything is no one single person that can create the greatness or the result. It's always done within a team environment. There's always going to yeah. be others involved. How does the GC, GC index really help leaders in understanding their teams? Yeah, yeah. I mean, f firstly, um, I'm, I'm not anti-personality coaching, right? No, of course not. No. <laughs> I'll make that very clear. Yeah. Right? I'm just saying they've, they've, they've got a lot of usages and they're very useful for, for understanding individual differences around and, you know, and how people can understand themselves better. Personality tools are very good for self-awareness. Yeah. Mm. What, what they struggle, struggle with is what we would term other awareness, other awareness of others. And that's when you start getting into the power of, 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 of the GC index with teams. And, and we use it alongside personality measures as well. They're complementary. okay? Yeah. So let's just be that very, people often have misinterpreted me of being anti-personality, not at all. Um, but the GC index provides different data and it provides data we've not had before, mm. which aligns much easier to a um, to, to, to business framework. So why do business leaders like it? Right. They like it because it's in their language. The GC index is built on a high level business model. Mm -hmm. So going around the circle. Yeah, we need some new ideas, radical ideas, different things. Yeah. Game changer. We need that. Right. OK. Yeah. But having a radical idea. Yeah. And a new way of doing things is going to be a waste of time unless it fits in with our plans. It fits in with our strategy. People understand it. We can get investors to raise money on it, whatever it might be. That's the strategist. Yeah. So you start to see how they work. Now, this wonderful plan and idea, yeah, doesn't mean, um, you know, it can be great, it'd be very elegant, but unless you get on and do something with it, it's just going to mm -hmm. remain an idea. We've got to do stuff. We've got to deliver. We're a business. We've got to, we've got to get stuff. That's our implementer. And then we've got to make things the best they can be. We've got to improve them. We've got to build upon them. We've got to learn. You know, we've got to get more out of what we've got, polisher. And then we've all got to work together and get the best out of everybody, the playmaker. So mm. it's a traditional business cycle. So all that we're doing then is mapping how workforces, mm. teams, individuals best want to contribute to that business process. So if I then have a group in a, a process, I've got a project management process and we're in the delivery phase. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if I'm in the delivery phase, right, I want to pretty much make sure that I've got a good implement of polisher energy in that team that's delivering, right? Mm -hmm. Now, and that, a business leader gets that. Yeah, I need people that want to implement, I want people that want to polish, right? Because that's where we are in the phase of this project, for mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. I turn around to the business leader and go, look, you've got 20% of your people are accommodating. 
you know, three of them are sunshine yellows and two of them are extroverts. It's not very helpful. But if you say to them, you know, 20% of your team are implementers, 50% are polishers, 10% strategists, 5% game changers, five playmakers, 5% playmakers, all of a sudden they can see how they can, that, that team is going to be energized or de-energized to deliver upon that task. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Absolutely. Then, Absolutely. And it kind of nicely leads into uh, the next question that I have for you, which is really about what you've learned about the, the work with other business leaders using things like the GC Index. I mean, obviously you guys have um, an element of what you have at EG1 uh, where you where you work with organizations, large organizations, business leaders, you, sh you show them this, this tool, you, you empower them to understand how to use it within their work uh, and the work that they do. What shifts have you seen in the way that people, business leaders are leading their teams using the GC Index? Yeah, well, we, we product productivity really, and, and everything that sits under that productivity. So, so people are either your biggest asset or your biggest liability, really, most companies, right? It depends which way you look at it. Um, and if you can get the people aligned to the task and the process and the outcome that needs to be done, mm -hmm. yeah, so you're getting more efficient use of the resource itself, mm -hmm. but. So that's that's from an organization perspective we want our people to be productive basically yeah we're paying them right and we want them to be productive yeah. but equally yeah we want to make sure they stay we want to make sure that they're energized make sure they're happy make sure they're engaged yeah and and so you've got the personal element as well so if an individual is doing something that they're good at doing something they enjoy energized by but most importantly, it's valued by the organization. Yeah. Then, yeah, they're starting to feel potent. Then they're way more than just engaged. Yeah. They are then at the right place. Yeah. Where they should be. So you've got happy employees or, 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 or don't have to be employees. Obviously, they, they could be contractors or they could be partners. Right. But happy people say productive company, happy company. Yeah. So it's putting those two things together is where, and then that can be from anything from communication um, decision-making mm. uh, conflict, aligning simple things, ask a CEO or, or, or a transformation director in a big company, mm. how are you aligning all of the, uh, the impact that your people make at every stage of this change program? How are you doing that? And they go, well, we're not, well, do you want to? Yeah. Yes, please. Right. And so it's that, so it, 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 it's it's that sort of, and you can start making decisions through that, yeah. And there's no good or bad. No. But it just it just this this is this is what it is. And and then so what? How does this GC index profile work for you to deliver those business objectives? Mm. How, how does it work against you? What do we need to be mindful of? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So it kind of almost creates the triangle of. Uh, performance or your result is uh, has a direct link between the productivity and the potency so the individual is the potency the product uh, the productivity is within the team of potency uh, which drives to the performance and the results that you yeah. you're actually building up from so it's a brilliant it's a brilliant yeah. so, so you're, you're you're a football guy right so you like, you're uh, like the next question you're getting is on football is a oh football god I went, oh, sorry no, please 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 share with me right. <laughs> so so it, it, it's a little bit, I mean, I, I, I always talk about football because and I always say that because I'm not intelligent enough to understand rugby or cricket, but and that's probably true. <laughs> um, but, the, but the, you know, if you've, 
if if you've got if 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 you're just measuring a player, yeah, um, because they can kick, they can run, and they're diligent, accommodating what other personality traits they've got, that doesn't really tell you the impact they're going to make on the team, right? Yeah. But if you if this person's energy is to stop goals, right, then they're going to feel more comfortable being in a defensive position, right? Because that's that's their proclivity, that's their energy, that's what they want to do. Correct. Does it mean that this defender can't play up front? Well, probably. He can kick, he can run, he can head, right? But his natural energy isn't to go and score goals. That's not yeah. his proclivity. And he could probably do it for one or two goals. She could do it for one or two games. Um, but that's not where their energy is, right? And and then you start respecting what everyone does, right? So it's, you sort of start seeing it, you know, defenders respect attackers, yeah? Because they know that's their contribution of scoring goals. You know, the midfielder that might be a bit understated but creates the goals is respected, yeah? And valued, yeah? yeah. And and it's, it's that's exactly the same principle of valuing the contribution that everyone brings mm. to the team, yeah, is what then makes them feel engaged, feel valued, and and drives a more productive, cohesive team. You know that that that's that, that, and we're doing exactly the same thing. Yeah, but in 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 business, not yeah. not not in not on the football pitch. So, I know that you're a, an avid Liverpool supporter, as I'm. I am. You can tell by my accent. You can tell yeah. by your accent. Absolutely. Um, now, last season, Liverpool had. Uh, by far one of the greatest uh, seasons of their history in terms of the records that they broke the the trophies that they won they they accomplished this whole um, uh, 30 year long wait for the league title um, everything kind of fit into place you know the manager had kind of been invested into developing a team building that potency building that productivity building the performance building the belief and that value system and if you look at liverpool today um there are there are sure far distant um identity identity of a team that um, are creating records for the wrong reasons you know six league home defeats um which is again going into history if they go to the seventh it's it's completely yeah. Using the GC index as a as a kind of a as a tool to dashboard, I guess, or profile what's going on, because the questions are being asked by pundits, by 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 the experts, what's going on at Liverpool? You know, they've got they've yeah, we know that there's an injury crisis going on. You know, we we know that they've been disrupted to a certain extent of having to bring different people into. Uh, into the team you know on a regular basis i think there's correct me if i'm wrong 16 or 17 different permutations of defenders um in in the business now i don't want to make this a football talk but i was going to say you're about to switch off most of the people that don't like football and yeah, then exactly. ones that don't but, like but i think there there is a, there is a method in the madness of why i'm asking this question yeah it's you know you've got a you've got a team that has actually been performing performing at its highest level productiveness performance potency that's yeah. actually gone completely the other way around what um using the gc index uh, could you could you kind of maybe talk through what's what's going on there for 
It's been going through my mind. Good question. That, that, I wasn't prepared for that. Well, not prepared for any of these questions, but I wasn't prepared for that one. <laughs> let, me, um, uh, let me let me think. So, we like to put our guests on the spot whenever we can. Right. I like it. I like I like to think. Um, so what what has happened? I think, um, and I noticed this around. Um, it's probably about 10, 12 games ago. I mean, and. Mm-hmm. Liverpool, the way that the team is approaching games hasn't changed. Okay. And I think it's an approach to the games that the team has got to look at rather than individual performances. So, mm. you know, so uh, if you look at the way the team has, has played, I would suggest that they have not looked at new ways of, really new ways of doing things mm. um, as they approach games. This is the way we're going to do stuff. So if I was to look at it in the the GC index terms, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I would say they've been very strategist implementer polisher, yeah, kind of business very, as usual, really, isn't it? Yes, mm-hmm. exactly, very business as usual. So you'll see that within organisations, they've got a, a you know, let, Arm have been Arm have been quite you know Arm the chip manufacturer have been quite open mm-hmm. about this and, and then publishes. I'm not I'm not giving anything away. Mm-hmm. Just take take Arm. As an example, they are like a brilliant organization. They have got, they're in every single mobile phone. For the last 30 years, they've just been making loads of cash and stuff. Mm. They got bought two years ago by SoftBank. Yeah. And SoftBank bought, well, three years ago, probably now. And SoftBank bought them for a reason. They go, right, we've got this, this business. And all arms had to do was, right, we know the chip market. We're going to deliver it and we're going to deliver well, make innovations, L shaped. SoftBank has come in and gone, you've got to go and do something radically different now. I want you to go and connect 300 trillion devices. What? Oh, but it's the same way of doing the things we've always done. Yeah. yeah is not going to get us there. Yeah. You know? And I think looking at, and so then through the GC index, we'll be going, what can we do differently? I'll be looking at the, what can we do differently? How can we change things? Do we need to differentiate ourselves mm. yeah, from what we've been doing before? Yes or no. Now, I think that's, really the, the the challenge with Liverpool is you've played exactly the same way mm. and you haven't reinvented yourself. You're like this business that is just churning out the same old stuff mm. and it wasn't as successful as it was before or it might not be as successful in the future as it was. Yeah. So would you say that the model, rather than being strategist, implementer, polisher, needs to be more polisher, game changer, strategist? In the well, but, but potentially. Inventive, and I think but also be quite visionary about... That, that adjustment and change because what this leads to Nathan is um, typically business owners and leaders are now coming into a new normal post pandemic post COVID um, and I would I would have asked you what advice would you give to uh, to these types of people who are now creating a pendulum swing into this new normal um, but I think you answered a lot of that in in the Liverpool team response about that the fact that people are doing things the same way they they're just playing their they approach to games exactly the same way and I think a little bit of what you kind of uh, uncovered in the whole arm case study is that it's not about hating the player it's about changing the game you know yeah. so so essentially what it, you know what practical um, tips or, or guidance would you give to business owners today um as they i mean you're a business leader yourself with the gc index you've create i'm sure there are 
new things that you're thinking about bringing in to to help you settle into this new market this new this new future uh, this new normal so what what kind of what kind of things yeah. would you would you say to business owners out there or leaders that are listening to this today yeah i'll, I'll give you two answers that's all right one yeah. is um one is a very very personal experience about when we hit covid with it within the lens of, of the gc index model so as i mentioned i I'm, I'm much more on the right hand side game changer polisher ideas don't really value what's gone on before don't value structure and my colleague um simon who i mentioned before yes. is much more on the strategist implementer side now simon was on the uk board of sap for four years you know he was on the uk management team his last company checked out for a billion dollar billion euros sorry mm-hmm. um you know and as he always says that's when he wishes he was a founder and not just like <laughs> but but the, the point is is when covid hit and i've written about this is i saw this as opportunity mm. right i saw this as a huge opportunity for us but simon had a wobble right because he was like oh Every time I've gone through a recession of this type, he's looking at data to understand, to predict the future. Mm-hmm. Every time um, I've gone through this, it's been bad, right? Okay, so we've got a cut costs, we've got a scale back, we've got to predict no revenues because this is going to be bad. And I'm like, mm, this is an opportunity because mm-hmm. of where we are in the market. You know, we've been trying to change a market. The market has now changed. It's great for us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great for our partners. It's great for our clients. And and it was that synthesis of I see opportunity. Simon had to see the plan of the opportunity. I had to explain it to him. And then he was away, right? But he did wobble, right? And so if you've got very left-hand sided strategies implementer in our model, they're going to worry about that, right? Because they 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 look for data and things and patterns about what's got on before to predict the future. And of course, this is completely unheard of. So it, that was how we worked it out. You know, I'm like, yeah, this is great. Yeah, and someone's like, this is really, really bad. And I'm sure there are businesses out there that are going either feeling on one of those two camps or have got, you know, partnerships that are going through the same thing. So in terms of advice, I don't like giving advice because that would make seem like, you know, I know what's going on and I don't. I'm just trying to, <laughs> I'm just trying to get through life as best I can and build a business and change the world in my way, right? But the the... I think it's quite simple. We can see this through the model. Yeah. As a business leader with this, I think you've got three three things, right? There's going to be some stuff that you've still got to do exactly the same as you've always done. Yeah. Right? Work out what that is. It might be, I've got to do payroll or get my tax return in or deliver these products to these clients because that's not really changed. Whatever it might be. But there's stuff that you're going to do that hasn't changed. Yeah. Okay? Then there's going to be stuff that has incrementally changed, polished. Oh, can't read. No, yeah. innovation. Because obviously there's a difference between innovation and invention, right? So yeah. polishers are quite innovative. There's going to be stuff that you've got to incrementally change. It might be delivering stuff online rather than doing it in person. It might be changing your, 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 your website. I don't know, whatever it might be. Getting some slightly different people in, different salespeople in, whatever. But we've got to incrementally change something to adapt. And then there's going to be some stuff that we've got to do radically different. We might have to completely change our business model, shut down bits of our businesses, look at new inventions. I don't know what they are. Yeah. If you just rationalize the things in those three boxes, look at your business. What are we going to do that's the same anyway? What have we just got to tweak and improve polish in our terminology? And what are, is, is there areas that are just going to 
die if we don't do something radically different yeah and just frame it in that and, and start working out what you need to do that, that's that's probably all i can say on that really. that's brilliant it's it you know what i actually resonate with that so much it's rather than creating complex models really i love the way that what you've done there is you've just broken it into three kind of categories or subcategories and actually fill in your business within those kind of parameters and you can see where you have to just keep doing the things that you've got to keep doing you've got to look at where there's got to be incremental change or added capacity and then it's also about the radicalization and the capability and it's making that judgment call that is it something that you know i mean some businesses have actually survived and moved to thrive by cutting the the business that they've done as opposed to creating more business so yeah. so i i, I think I, I i love the way that you've kind of brought that um to the table and you know for business leaders to seriously think about actually looking at breaking it into those kind of three compartments is going to be really really important for the way in which they kind of enter this new chapter of uh, of running and leading businesses in the in the in the 2021 era or with with covid etc well so just so let's just finish that let's finish that liverpool analogy then so yeah. last question. i i think all that clock or liverpool have done is the first two yeah what will we carry on doing the same and what can we incrementally improve? Stick right. another defender in, you know, whatever, train them, whatever it might be, mix up the front three. Yeah. They've not done the last bit. They've not done what have we got to radically change in, yeah? And they've not done that bit yet. And I, I think that's an important, uh, nice tie-in in the in the way of that, that previous question itself. But I think that's an important question that most business leaders need to ask themselves today. You know, they need to be going back and saying, what is it that we need to radically not just innovate, but change or introduce that will help, um, you know, um, to help the kind of position to where they're going. Because if they if they are putting the same effort in right now in a different environment, they're only going to get the same results or lower to 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 what um, to what they were getting originally, right? Yeah, innovation is different to invention. Exactly. Don't, don't confuse them. Exactly. Yeah? All right. Okay. And. There's nothing wrong with either. Yeah. I mean, you look at innovation, look at Dyson. For, I've always I've quoted this a lot. We're an, we're an inventive company. Really? You've released a hairdryer, right? You know, it's not that radical. You know, it blows air, right? <laughs> okay. You've done blowing air before. You're going to make loads of money out of it, right? But it's not that radical. It's innovation, which is great. Yeah. So don't confuse innovation with invention. Yeah. I think there's another piece. It's, 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 yeah. So my last question for you. Okay, I thought I was done. Go on. <laughs> yeah. You you've you've spoken very um, very kind of deeply and technically about leadership traits, strategies. You know, in terms of creating systems, processes. There's this whole chink within uh, within your uh, within your mind of of, of exponential vision. Um, you know, you understand where you create your genius and what what value you bring to to your own organization, and and understand that there, you know, there there is your you know to your yin there is a yang, but per se, you know, with the balance of Simon coming in and creating. Yeah, and don't, I mean, I've, I've not mentioned Dr. John. I mean, obviously, Dr. John's my co-founder. I mean, there's a, yeah. there's a there is a we got called the Holy Trinity. I think yeah. that's not, I think it's on being sycophantic yesterday to the Holy Trinity. But the Holy Trinity. I, I think I think they were taking the Mickey out of us, really. But, um, but yeah, G C Index is now a religion, right? It's not. No, 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 no
but yeah, so a, tr a trilogy. But there are three of us, which yes. in, 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 and in, in that in that sense, and so it, it, we do balance each other out very well. Yes, yeah, yeah good. Yeah. And and I think it's really important um, to what I lead on to now, which is it's coming back to you more as a person. What's your philosophy, philosophy for work and life? I think you know this. I'm not talking about work life balance because um, that doesn't exist. There's no such thing as a balance between work and life. But what is your philosophy going back to you know, your days of experiencing through being a Republican right the way through, uh, or a Republican right... Yeah, not, re not a Republican. Not a Republican, a Republican, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, my apologies. Yeah. Right the way through to your career, to, 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 I guess, you know, being a little bit unsettled and not feeling um, the right way, the, the pivot of EG1, the creation of GC Index, the impact that, that this, uh, this type of invention um, and innovation, I guess, because it's, you invented this and it's now innovating the way in which business leaders can produce or increase productivity, performance and potency. What does this all come back to for Nathan? What's, what's your philosophy for work and life? Well, you know, you, you know me very well. I don't, uh, I, I don't like talking too much about, you know, what we're doing and stuff. I like to let <laughs> You know, I, I like to quite happily sit in the background, so I don't do many of, of these things. Yes. Um, I find them a bit awkward, um, and I've always been told I'm a bit awkward as well. So, uh, that's why I brought. That's why I brought the football football. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I remember Andrew would always would go into a meeting at a proper company, like a grown-up company, and they'll go like Nathan. I said, "Yes, yes, I know. I won't be myself." Um, <laughs> um, so I, I suppose I never really felt that I fitted in. I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I can be socially skilled if I need to, but never really felt if I if I fitted in. There's, there's, um, so a couple of lessons first. Um, it, I came to realise probably about three or four years ago that myself and Andrew actually we were entrepreneurs. We're not business people. Yeah, and I think that's why we always struggled with scaling our businesses. We got onto a certain size and then. You know, we we couldn't we couldn't get them any further, mm -hmm. uh, and so I think certainly bringing in, so we with EG One, there's this is other someone um, to take over the direction of that business to support Andrew to do that, which is mm -hmm. just going great guns now because you've got someone who can scale a business and build a business. That's right. not what we're good at. Mm -hmm. Same way that we've got Simon to do that for us. So I think for me, it's taken me quite a long time to realise what I'm good at. And I think that's um, uh, through the GC index, through age, whatever, through experience. So I think I'd like to make sure I, I, I pass on a lot of that experience back to people, you know, earlier than me. Mm. You know? So, you know, I, I always say this quite a bit, but I wish, you know, if I could, if I could show people what I know now, you know, while they're younger, to, to quote the song, then then that'll be great. I've never chased money, as you know. Right, I've never ever chased money. It's always been a byproduct for me, um, and just trying to enjoy what I what I do. Uh, but yeah, I think ultimately um, I want to create a legacy of some description. Yeah. yeah, that that that's what drives me. I want to make a change in in the world. That sounds a bit, you know, a bit woo. Say so your, uh, but I think that that's what drives me is a legacy. And I think what's really nice about the GC Index. Mm. Is even if it all stopped now, um, we, we've changed a lot of lives already, and that's just that really helps. That, that's my philosophy, really. I don't, I don't know. Some people chasing money, some people chase the altruism. I don't know. I'm, I, I just I don't know. Just want to. 
I should be saying this. I should, if I ever get, a, if I ever get, a, you know, people ask me about my business, and I'll sit there and go, "Don't know." Then, then that's probably, that's probably not the best thing to say. But, but yeah, we're going to change the world. I know that. I know we're going to change ten percent of the world's population. Of course, I do. Of course, I know that in my head. Of course. But if I could just change one more person and it all falls apart tomorrow, I'll be happy too, you know, so. Well, I think that's highly unlikely with the ripple of your legacy. So, you know, as as the GC index, you have GC partners, you have GCologists. And yeah. even if it's not you that's carrying the, the flame or the torch that's, you know, that's guiding, you know, impact, inclination, proclivity, performance, all of these things, that all these qualities that the GC index brings, you've actually created a whole community or, or I wouldn't say army. Of community. That, that, that's amazing. I mean, that for me is absolutely, I mean, our, the, the GC index would not be where it is just for, for, for me. Right. And I absolutely get that. I mean, we, we set off looking for game changers. That's what we did. And a little idea. Let's find out what these game changers are. Yeah. Every single step of the way it has been partners and clients that have moved us on. And I get so much energy from our partners, right? We've got 176, I count this morning, partners around the world, you know, 25 plus countries where partners are, over 2,000 companies, all delivered through our community, all delivered. And that, I mean, that's just pretty cool, right? But they're all very special people that are doing all this, not me. And I think that's why I get a little bit uncomfortable with it, if you're mine. <laughs> and, and on that note, um, I would just like to finish this this uh, this call with a with a with a quote that I once um, I, I once read. I can't. I, I don't know who it's from, so I can't give it. It's. Uh, it's true a credit uh, i can't credit it to someone but it simply just says nothing of greatness would ever be achieved without the help of others and i think what you've yeah. instilled and built in as a culture um is is everything is within a team and like we go back to that strap line not everyone needs to be a game changer but everyone can make a game changing contribution nathan Ott, thank you very much for your time, your wisdom, your insights, and even your your commentating on Liverpool's uh, inner 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 challenges and issues. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on, and we look forward to having you on again. Um, any lasting comments or anything like that that you'd like to share with our audiences? No, thanks very much. I think what you're doing is great, um, and I. And I know you've mentioned that uh, the community. I just think I'm trying. We're getting to get. We're getting it together, an embodiment of people that mm -hmm. are just realistically delusional enough that we can collectively change the world. Yeah, and, and I think if anyone else wants to join that journey, then uh, then either get in touch with Ketan or myself or whoever any member of our community. And uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's change the world. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Thank you very much for your time today, Nathan. Thanks, Kitten.